Hey, so what is going on, everyone? It is me, Mr. Marin. Who am I joined with today? What's up, guys? Dope Slater 930 here. And we are here bringing you Mod Chat Episode 3. It feels like we haven't done that much work, even though we've done a bunch <laughs> so far. Woo-woo! Episode 3! Yep. So, Dope Slater, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, today we are going to take it back, kicking it old school. I'm just kidding. We're, t- we're going to take it back to the beginning, though, and basically talk about how we got into modding, and not just into like the Xbox 360 modding, but basically um, as far back in modding as we can possibly go, so that way you can see um, kind of like how we got into all this in the first place. Exactly, yeah. So we, uh, we had thought about these topics a while ago, and then this time I was just like, hey, dope sir, you go ahead. I'll call you Daniel. I don't know why I'm calling you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was just like, hey, Daniel, go ahead and pick a topic. So he picked this one, and then we're going to be going with it now. So hopefully, you know, we'll have some fun times. We'll have some uh, fun stories. And for anybody that's new to Mod Chat, welcome over here and all that. All the links for Mod Chat will be down below in the description if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever you're listening to from anything like that. But essentially, this is Daniel and I, and we get together about once a month, and we talk about modding and all that, because in case you don't know, we are both on YouTube, and we came up through the modding scene, and unfortunately, we don't really do many modding videos now, because, I mean, there's just, there's not that much to cover, really. I mean, you can attest to that as too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we've pretty much, I feel like, done anything and everything possible to do with modding, so again, with Mod Chat, <clears throat> we decided that we would kind of discuss certain topics with modding, though, for those of you that... Because um, we do get, I'm sure he, I know Mr. Mario is the same way. We get a lot of requests for different modding things. So we decided this was kind of a cool way for those of you that wanted a little bit more on modding and to hear us talk about modding related subject to be able to, uh, you know, get some of that. Exactly, and we have fun doing it all too. It's an excuse to hang out. Yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. All right. So you're saying you want me to start this out? Yeah, lead, lead him off. Let's, oh, let's hear your okay, story. Okay, okay. I mean, I was going, I even planned it down. I was just like, no, I'll let Daniel go first. But I mean, if you're saying I'll go first, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this is what ended up happening, I guess, with my uh, background and all that. This is when I was probably like 9 or 10 years old, something like that. I'm almost 22 now. Uh, so I got into it pretty early. But what ended up happening was this was kind of a year to endeavor almost. Uh, I was looking into this, and I was stumbling onto – because at the time, I didn't have a working computer. So what I would do is, like, I'd go, like, the public library, get on the computer there and everything. And somehow, like, I started looking up, you know, like, canceled and banned and, you know, unreleased games and all this other stuff. And I found out about this one game on PlayStation 1. Actually, I'm I'm kind of curious. Daniel, have you heard of this game called Thrill Kill? Uh, it doesn't, I don't think so, it doesn't ring a bell, what is it, what kind of game is it? Uh, it is a four-player, like, beat-em-up brawler for the PlayStation 1, and it was supposed to be just, like, really violent and gory and all that, it was supposed to come out, uh, Halloween of 1998, it had a lot of hype behind it, it had this crazy cast of characters, which pretty much, like, all these people did bad stuff, you know, uh, during their time in Earth, and then they went to... Pretty much, it wasn't like Dante's Hell Inferno, but, you know, they did go to Hell, and they are just, like, you know, destined to just fight and all that other stuff. Uh, But instead of doing damage to people, what you do is, when you're attacking your opponents and all that, you build up something called a kill meter. And then when you do that, uh, you pretty much go into, like, the superpower mode. You can catch one person and then pull, like, a thrill kill on them, which is essentially just, you know, like, a really violent and ultra kill of some kind. Huh. Yeah, I've never, I don't don't think I've ever heard of that game at all, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I, w- I would recommend looking it up because, like, this, the story behind it's pretty cool. Like, I, I looked into it, and there's there's so many fan sites you can find out dedicated to it and everything. Uh, and there was so much, like, mystery behind it, too, because essentially what happened is this game was so violent, it actually got an adult-only rating at the time. Uh, then they ended up having to censor two or three things on there, two or three little details. Uh, that brought it down to an M. 
and it was being created by Virgin Interactive, and I think, no, I think it was like Virgin Interactive was publishing it, and Paradox Studios was creating it. Then what happened was EA ended up, this one reason why, this kind of started the EA hate train, uh, EA ended up buying out Virgin, and then two weeks before release, so this game was done, like this game had gone gold and everything, it was complete, it was ready to go. Yeah. Two weeks before release, EA decided to cancel it because they said that it was too violent for audiences. So, so wait, it never was publicly released? It was never publicly released. So there's just basically, what, ROMs that have floated around? Yes, and that is the cool thing about it. There's four ROMs that float around with it. There's the NTSC beta, which is, like, really Bones Basic and all that. Uh, there's the PAL beta, which has some more stuff to add to it. And then there's the uncensored and censored releases. And the thing is, it, it's kind of sad because it's kind of flip-flopped. So for any collectors, even including myself, you can't really find it. But when it first came out, everyone said, you know, screw the censored version. I want the uncensored version. And because it's been circulated for so long, you know, the uncensored version, you can find that easily. But nobody has the censored version anymore. Like, you cannot find it anywhere. But again, when you're saying uh, the version, this is physical copies of somehow someone got the beta discs or no? These are- I, I believe so. I've never actually seen pictures of beta discs or anything, but you know, okay. you can find the images online and everything. And the game is unreleased. Like I remember even GamePro, they had covered it a little bit in like a topic about, you know, unreleased games. And they said that honestly, the game's not the best. It's just like the lore behind it is so great. But they yeah. said it's pretty much just like notoriously known as the most bootleg PlayStation game. Huh, that's crazy. I mean, back then, you said this was in 90... This is 98. Yeah, well, I mean, back then, I, there's no way I wasn't allowed to play any games if they weren't, like, E for everyone. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that would make sense that I hadn't heard of it at that time because I was so just, like, sheltered up until 360, really. So. Yeah, and so I found <laughs> out about it in about 2003, 2004, something like that. But okay. what ended up happening for me was there was actually this one fan site which... Um, it's called Fuzzdork's Thrill Kill. You can actually still find it, but it, there used to be a forum and all that on there, and his site's gone through several things, so, like, there's no more forum on there anymore. But essentially, like, what happened was I was on the forum there, and I was just, you know, participating heavily in the community and everything, and, you know, just talking to all these other people. And then I was wanting to learn, you know, how to play this game, because a bunch of people had this copy of this game, and I was like, I, I need to play this, like, I need it, like, like I was one of those kids, I just, like, I thought games like that, like, Grand Theft Auto and Manhunt and all that, like, those are, like, my favorite games, like, I just, like, loved those violent games, which sounds so sadistic, but they were fun <laughs> to me, and it's like, I think I turned out pretty normal, aside from a few quirks <laughs> here and there. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> what ended up happening, though, with everything was, um... I found out, you know, about mod chips. So I started looking into mod chips and everything, and I found out you had to solder. Well, great. You know, I'm like 10 years old. I I didn't know how to solder. Uh, My parents didn't trust me, you know, taking apart electronics or anything. And there was nobody in my town or nobody I could really send it off to or anything like that. Uh, So unfortunately, a mod chip was out of the case. So I was looking for some type of alternative. So I found out about boot disks. Now, in case you don't know, uh, I mean, we're so spoiled now. It's awesome how you could just, you know, boot up a backup easily and everything. Uh, Back in the PlayStation 1, you had to either take a mod chip and solder it in, which is pretty easy to do, but you had to find a person or, you know, you had to secure the mod chips, which is a lot harder to do, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s as opposed to now. Uh, And then, well... Kind of harder, kind of easier, whatever. It's maybe, I don't know. Like, I felt like it was kind of harder to find back then, but there's they were being more made at the time. There's more of them being produced. Essentially, what ended up happening was there was that, or you could get a boot disc. Which, hot, hot swap, right? Is what it's called? Yes, you could hot yeah, swap. I remember that. Yep, so there was this one disc I had. I think it was called the Breaker Pro, 
or because it wasn't a code breaker, it was a breaker pro. Uh, and essentially, what you would do was on the original PlayStation, like the fat model and everything, if you opened up the disc tray, in the back there was this little button. And when the disc tray was closed, that button would be pressed down. When you opened it, it would press back up on the button, so the system would detect, hey, you opened up your system, so you couldn't do a disc swap like that. Essentially, what happened is you get this thing, and I think we paid like 20 bucks for it, but you had to get this, and it would come with a little spring, and you put that spring, because you didn't have to open up your system, but you put that spring right there on like this little hook area that kept the button pressed down, and you put the other piece on the button, so when you opened up your disc tray, it acted like, you know, this, the PlayStation still acted like you didn't open it up. So essentially, you pop in this boot disc, you boot up like a regular game, you say you want to boot up your game, and the disc stops. And then you're able to open up your tray, you swap in your backup, you close it, you hit X, and then it boots it up like that. So I had found out about that. I remember I like begged my dad to get a boot disc, so we ended up getting one for like $20. And I remember we got like the cheapest possible shipping, and it took like two and a half months for it to send from somewhere <laughs> in Europe. Oh, God. Well, because like the shipping was like two bucks, but like the yeah. next shipping was like $10. So we decided to get the $2 one, and it was, <laughs> it was modchip.com. Like that was the site. It was modchip.com. So oh, gee. <laughs> we get one off there. And then uh, it was actually the owner of this site, uh, the Throco site I was on. You know, I was kind of looking for a copy here and there. And then it was it was hard to find them at the time because there were no good, you know, ROM sites or anything like that. And, you know, the, the copyright stuff had really expired on it up until then because it was just completely dead. So yeah. what happened was the owner actually messaged me and he said, hey, check your messages. I sent you something. I checked my messages. He said, hey, listen, so I don't do this normally. But I know you're a good guy. You've been on here for a while. You really contribute to the community. If you pay me $5 just to cover a blank disc and some shipping and all that, I'll burn you a copy of the game. I'll send it over your way. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was able to secure it like that. And then, like, the game, like, because the way the engine worked, like, it ran like shit, honestly. It yeah. ran like shit on my PlayStation. Just because, like, you have to, like, look into it. It was a multi-track game, so it didn't work that well. But that is what got into the start of it. Because, like, I was able to play, like, NES games on my PlayStation all that other stuff. So, like, that was the first thing I ever modded. Just my original PlayStation with a boot disc. And I was, like, 10 years old or something when I did that. It, it let you, um, the PlayStation 1 using the hot swap, you can run any emulators? Or no, you had to actually do a chip mod to do that? Well, no, there was actually a disc that I had that had an emulator and a bunch of ROMs on it. Huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was all pretty cool. That's sweet. Like, I, I, I think one of my buddies had a PlayStation, I, I don't remember too well, but I feel like one of my neighbors or something like that had a PlayStation, because I remember seeing the whole hot swap thing. I don't think I ever did it to my own system, but I remember when that was a thing, and, like, how just how simple... How simple that is, you know, basically to be able to run a backup game or, or a copied game was mm-hmm. just just a, a simple little boot disk with a spring, you know, basically to trick the system to thinking it, you know, so it doesn't reset essentially. Exactly. And actually the funny thing is you could even do it without the boot disk, but the boot disk, the reason why it was kind of recommended, I guess, uh, was due to the fact that you didn't burn out your motor as easily because I've done it before. If you block that sensor uh, or the button in this case, there's actually a way where you could pretty much swap disks a few times and you could boot up a backup without out a boot disc pretty easily the yeah. thing is you know you could ruin your disc ruin your hardware anything like that so the boot disc the difference with that is it stops so you can yeah. easily swap everything out and you don't have to time anything versus either grabbing a spinning disc or stopping it with your fingers and trying to rip it out real quick exactly which like right. i know like hot swapping was kind of popular in like the call of duty modding community for the 360 and you just see all these people like ruining their discs and like screwing up their fingers and all that stuff too Wait, could could you hot swap for a 360? You could, yeah. You have to open up the uh, the the uh, the case disk. and then the disk drive and everything. But and yeah, you can hot swap. 
And just have the little um, the little magnet thing on top or whatever. Exactly. And actually, there was even an easier method. At one point, um, they did patch it, but I believe it was in the Connect dashboard. Uh, what you could do, I think it was on BinQ drives, and I don't know if it was anything else that wasn't BinQ, but I saw it on YouTube before. What you could do is you could actually hit the eject button on the system and on the dashboard, hit the Y button on your controller at the same time. So you'd go into your game information, like your game information, like settings and all that. Yeah. But it wouldn't really detect that you actually, you know, ejected. So then you could just put in a backup disc and install that over and play it. That's interesting. I actually had no idea until right now that you could hot swap on a 360 ever. I remember really? PS2. Yeah, I never I never did it, dude. Like, Oh, I, snap. I don't... We're teaching you things. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I wonder. Well, the thing is, like, I didn't get a 360 until, uh, what was it? It was probably... Two, th- it was it was like probably four or five six months after MW two was it patched at that point? Uh, no, no, hot swapping is still done even now. Current dash? Yeah, current dash. No, you could still do it. Like there, there's the only thing is some people they they try and say hot swapping is better, and I'm just like, okay, if it's like a newer system, maybe. But like, you're never gonna convince me that hot swapping your system and keeping it open is easier or better than just a one shot boots off a flash system. Yeah, no, that's that's wild. I don't know how in the hell I never heard of that because I for sure would have like messed around with that a little bit. Weird. Yeah, no, it's mostly used on uh, what is it like Call of Duty World at War uh, for like I, the burnt ISOs or whatever with ISO the modded mods stuff on it. Yeah, there's yeah. Sev- there's several games that you can ISO mod like Left 4 Dead and all those other games too. G- GTA had it, I believe, too. Grand Theft Auto Four, yeah, you can hot swap um, because there's ISO mod. Almost any ISO moddable game you can hot swap easily. The only game that has difficulty, from what I've read, is GTA Five because it's weird how you do. Because normally you have to swap at the dashboard and then you install. But with Grand Theft Auto Five, you have to like boot up the game and then at the Rockstar logo you have to swap. Uh, so it's really, like, picky, in, in, like, I guess. Exactly, yeah. I don't know. Like, pe- people try and, like, get intricate with their hot swapping. I'm just like, just flash the damn drive yeah, and never yeah. have to worry about it. Cut the shit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, do you still have that, that game that you got or no? Uh, yeah, I do. It's awesome. <laughs> yep, yeah. No, dude, <laughs> I, still, I still have it, man. I still have it. It's freaking red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's man. An... Throw and you were like... die. I feel like you were way more like I didn't do any of that like starting off the first the first thing I ever can remember uh, that was any kind of a mod at all was uh, like you know you were able to buy it I think you could buy it at the store was the Game Shark mm-hmm. couldn't you buy that at like a retail outlet yeah 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 and I I did Game Sharks and all that as well too yeah that, well that was like for me that was my first time ever like dabbing with like any kind of, you know, making things different than they were supposed to be or modifying, and it was just a Game Shark, and I picked it up for the Game Boy Color because I was so tired of leveling up my Pokemon, dude, so I just, <laughs> I got, like, 99 rare candies, and, uh, you know, like, and then you, you would, like, level up your Pokemon, and they wouldn't listen to you because you didn't have enough badges to basically, um, for them to listen to you, you had to have, like, a certain amount of badges, otherwise there was a level cap where they would sometimes ignore your moves and stuff like that, but I had that on the Game Boy when I was probably, God, Game Boy Color, maybe, like, between 8 to 10, I want to say, around that around that time frame, maybe, maybe more 8-ish, but um, I had it on that, and I had it on the N64. I never got I my N64 one to work. I got well. every, I got everyone else, to, I got every other system to work, except the N64 Game Shark never worked for me, so I had to return it. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that it, I got it to work on a few games or something like that, but that was really about it. And then, um, gosh, I'm trying to think, like, what else did I get into? I, I did, um, well, console modding, 
when did it? It was 360. I want to say, in all honesty, that the PS3, the 360 were the first ones I was really big on. And once I got, like, once I got into those, then I kind of backtracked and I, I picked up like a, uh, I picked up a PS1 chip off of. Uh, assembler games there was a guy on there selling them and i also did a ps2 as well but i kind of like went oh, wait, in reverse you've, you've you've soldered a ps2 mod chip uh ps1 and ps2 really yeah I'm, like uh some years some years back man i'm pretty it's impressed because probably... no like the ps1 is pretty easy but the ps2 like people have said that's that's noticeably known as like one of the harder mod chip installs because it's like 40 wires yeah it was well it was kind of like the same kind of difficulty as when i installed i did the uh uh, what was it called? The Cygnos dual dual NAND chip, and uh, I did that on the slim, and, and it didn't have it wasn't made for the slim, so I had to basically manually wire all the wires in, and that was something like I want to say that was at least twenty five to thirty tiny wires running all over the board, which mm-hmm. was like me sitting there just like you know crack crack eyes like <laughs> trying trying to get it to work. But um, <laughs> yeah, I did both of those some years back, and um, and uh, yeah, but I, I guess like. Up until that point, though, the only thing I'd really done besides from that was I, I was really big, and me and my brother both into like the iPhone jailbreaking when we were younger. Mm-hmm. That was something where like we both were we, we thought it was rad, like the fact that you could jailbreak your phone. I mean, to, do you did you ever jailbreak a phone growing up? Like, I mean, oh, do you remember yeah. your first time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I pretty much bought my. Uh, I tried. I legitimately tried like not to because the first iDevice I got that was jailbreakable was my iPod Touch third gen. I tried to keep it stock, and it yeah. was literally. I had it for a day, and the second day I had it, I was just like, I'm going to jailbreak this thing. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I did it right there, just Black Rain. I remember it was like 3.0.2, I want to say, or something like that. Yeah. That was that was the first one I did, too, was Black Rain. It had a, I think, I believe, it was like a... Well, maybe it wasn't, but I, I remember Black Rain for sure, though, with like a... It had a big drop on it, and I want to say it had a face on it. Was it GeoHot's yep, face? Yep, it was yeah. GeoHot's yeah. face in a yep, painting I, and all that. That would show up yep. on your iPod. Yep, I definitely remember that. So that that was like that was when I first became really, probably really fascinated with being able to crack something and like do all these. Like I remember, I, I mean, I was the one where on my iPhone or I think it was no, it was an iTouch probably like you said too. And um, I mean, I would customize it to the point where like it wouldn't even function anymore. Dude. Like <laughs> you know, like all the the springboard or winterboard. Like there was so many uh, yeah issues with that. At least when it for I don't know how it is now, but when I first had it, dude, all the time like. You'd have to reset it, or like just things wouldn't work right. And I would, I would yeah, totally restart, little... and you would have to like restart Springboard and all. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of like kind of dumb. I mean, but it, it's come such a long way since then. But that that I think was like the first time I really uh, messed with it. And then I kind of dived into Android as well, where I was like rooting and installing um, custom things on that as well. Because uh, I don't know, that was that was I don't know, man. I've always just liked, I guess kind of like pushing things to their limits but it wasn't until the the 360 and ps3 scene where i just saw how much you could push something to their limits you know yeah and see the thing is for me i had such a break from modding for a while because like i did you know the playstation one as i said and then you know i've done the game sharks and all as well too that's kind of like almost like the gateway drug into modding i yeah. guess oh yeah <laughs> but uh what happened like i did all that and then um the PS2, I also had boot discs on there as well, which the boot discs worked much better. And I tried other exploits like the independence exploit and things like that. Uh, and then it was like, you know, the previous generation of systems, the seventh generation, uh, I had – I didn't even get a Wii until after I had everything else. But, you know, I soft modded that. And then the 360 and the PS3, I didn't even start modding them or anything until like 2011, 2012. Uh, but the PSP scene in the middle of that, like the PSP scene kind of died off too because, you know, it was an older system. But that is probably like one of the most devoted scenes I was into growing up. 
Yeah, I remember you talking about that a few times, saying that you're really into the PSP modding. Um, oh, I, I, you know, I, I did actually chip my brother's PSP. Or not chip it, but I, I it was soft mod. I think you just put something on a uh, on the uh, memory card, right? Basically. Yep. And yeah, it's it's so easy to do now. No, like I got stuff around here, but like I remember when like the Pandora battery was first released online, like the first few hours of it, and essentially you had to like get a you had to get a battery and you had to flash the battery itself. And then you had to uh, do some crazy funky stuff with your magic me- – like create a magic memory stick. And essentially you could boot up your PSP into service mode and recover a fully bricked PSP. No shit, dude. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Like it was just astounding because we literally had like Sony's tools available to us. I, I feel like there's still a pretty decent PSP community, is there not? Uh, I think there is, but it's just, I mean, the system came out in 2005. It's just yeah. so old now at this point, you know? But, like, when it was actively getting updated and all that stuff, like, it was great. Like, I remember it was, like, a new firmware co- would come out, and then, like, within hours, it was decrypted and put out <laughs> online and everything. Yeah, no, it, it was all great. Like, it was analyzed. And all. Like, I remember I was sitting there decrypting firmwares and all that, too, on my system. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It was fun. It was It was a whole lot of fun. I learned a lot from that scene, too. That was when I was, like... Probably from, because I think that was from like age like thirteen to like fifteen or so. I was into the PSP scene. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I don't think did I even. Yeah, I never even owned a PSP. It's my brother's PSP, and so I would I wouldn't dare dare try to do something on his because just knowing me, like I have to break something like at least once or twice before I get it right. So I never messed with his until, you know, it was at the point where he was older and didn't use it anymore and it was kind of like cracked and stuff. I was like, ah, I'm going to just see how easy it is. And I, I just remember it being super easy. But I do remember you, I remember that whole the Pandora battery thing you're talking about too. So I don't know, um, that was a long time ago though, right? The Pandora battery thing? The, I mean, that was... Uh, Pandora battery, I got that. It was uh, when I was, what, 14 or so. So that was like 2007, 2008. Cuz I remember I traded my friend his hardware cuz my friend had he had a PSP that he destroyed and he traded me like I traded him like two games for like his uh his battery and his memory stick, which it worked out for him and I cuz they were games I didn't want and then he couldn't use the other things and I was like, "Oh yeah, these are going to be really really valuable to me." Yeah, heck yeah. No, I, I that, then yeah, I must have been way after the fact because I don't think I was in high school. I feel like that was like probably four years ago or something like that. So it was like way after the fact when everything was already figured out and it was you know as simple as popping yeah. in the card and doing like one thing and it was running. Dude, I've I've jailbroke. Well, I guess that's one thing I hate. It used to just be called custom firmware and flashing and all that. Now it's called like jailbreaking. Like they brought that term over to the PSP. Uh, but what ended up happening was no, like even recently I've uh, modded up and you know installed custom firmware on a few PSPs and it's insanely easy because it's like it's like a one megabyte folder that you download and you copy it over and it's like from what I remember you install what like you install some files that are the custom firmware files and then you install another program to boot up the custom firmware and then if you have a permanent moddable PSP you can install an optional third program which makes it so that when you boot up your PSP it boots directly into custom firmware wow and all that like you can literally mod a PSP like including like download time uh, copying everything to your memory card and installing those files like 3 minutes jeez see that's the thing like everyone even 
even with like the 360 modding stuff now, I mean, if you look at how it used to be to where it is now, it's so much easier, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, back when there wasn't NAND readers, you had to use like an LPT cable, you know, which took a hell of a lot longer, and you didn't have like a, a GUI, it was all just, you know, basically... NAND um, pro, command yeah, prompt, all exactly. that. Yeah, exactly, it was all command prompt. I mean, um, that back then, that's why like they had to have, I mean, a couple things happened. One... You know the the software and all of the uh, the the apps and everything got way more you know dumbed down, if you will. Um, and along with that too, there just became more and more like you know with your videos and my videos and things like that. A combination of like all that stuff just made it where it's just so much easier as long as, long as you you know could basically do some semi decent soldering to to do that. Well, before it was a lot more difficult because the thing is, I feel like. A lot of people can click buttons, and a lot of a lot of people are kind of more intimidated by by a command prompt. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's just like a little bit, I guess, a little bit more scary looking, if you will, versus having well, because nice there's pretty no- buttons. There's nothing there, yeah, compared to buttons where it's like, okay, press, 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 I'm done. Like yeah. J Runner, for example, when that came out, it was just like, yeah, this is designed so that you could pretty much just go from left to right and mod up your system at the end. Oh, that thing was made so like to, just to make everything so much easier. I exactly. mean, I. I've used I don't know how many different tools you've used, but like I've used uh, uh, there was a guy named Cool Shrimp and JTAG I had used tool, yeah right? Cool Shrimp's JTAG tool and there was another guy uh, God I can't remember his name off the top of my head but he's from the UK and his he always had a Pikachu logo and he had a pretty good uh, oh was it XE Builder it might, it might have been called XE Builder well, XE Builder XE Build is still used but there's also an XE Build GUI available. Maybe it's the GUI I'm referring to then, but the, the, this other guy had created one as well. I mean, I, I've gone through so many just different. I've even done like the NAND Pro one, but you know where you had to basically read the text file. It gave you all the instructions on what to type in to make it do what and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm thankful that JRunner came out. Um, or is it JR, JRunner or JR? Yeah, right. JRunner. JRunner. Yeah, yeah the JR super, programmer is the program. Is the chip for it. itself? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I remember uh, there was that, but actually one of my friends, she should probably get on, onto the show if we can. He actually, he got into the 360 modding scene like really early. And it's funny because he's like younger than both of us. But no, dude, he did like the King Kong exploit. Damn, I, 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 that was way done when I was into it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was like the Blade dashboard. That was the precursor of NXE. And he was even saying, he was just like, yeah, like the reason why it was so short-lived was because like nobody had the tools or anything like that. And there was like nothing available on that. You had to like read up on everything. And even if you know what you were doing, it was still complicated. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't like – because I mean there wasn't standardized tools made for it. You had to probably – I mean from what I understand, right, you had to use like just generic um, – flashing tools that you know and kind of cater them to the 360 yeah and there, there weren't even like flashing tools available and all that before like i mean the p the way people even like started pulling dvd keys off there was they had to take the actual like desolder the chip itself from the actual you know pcb board of the dvd drive and then load it up into reader and read and write everything from there god yeah no I'm, I'm happy we just have our usb tools and all that yeah we're as i say we're we're blessed yeah, <laughs> yeah. we are we are it's so easy <laughs> oh man um well do you want to do you want to talk about kind of how you got so involved in the 360 scene kind of uh sure sure i mean um i guess the only other thing i because i've modded so many other little things i did xbox like the original xbox soft mods as well too Wait, have you ever done that or not I never, I've actually never even owned an OG Xbox. Oh game. man, dude, the the soft mods were so fun on there. The only thing is, I never upgraded a hard drive on those systems, which you kind of need to because they come with like eight gigabyte drives. 
Yeah, I, well, I um, my buddy had one, and I wanted to for the longest time. I wanted to do, like, uh, just customize one and do it all, because I still see on Craigslist all the time, like, people selling, you know, hard or modded uh, OG Xboxes, and I, I thought it'd be cool, because there's, I believe, a, a way to basically force it to push out 720p, and it has yep. XBMC, so th- that's all very attractive to me, so... um. I, I would like to still, but yeah, dude, I never, I never actually have myself now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd recommend trying that sometime because it's all pretty fun to do. Like, I think I still, I have my hardware still here and all that. But yeah, no, I guess like getting into the 360 scene, we actually t- touched up on this like a little bit, and I think it was episode one. Uh, but no, like essentially what happened with that was it was just like I had bought a Xbox off someone. Um, it was already modded and everything. I bought it from a coworker, and it had you know like a see-through case and green LED lights and changed up whisper fans and the DVD drive was flash and everything. <laughs> uh, but then like I learned you know how to you know patch my own backups and all the other stuff. Then from there you know the whole YouTube thing that was you know kind of a lift off of that. But essentially then I was learning more you know how to. Uh, even like flash the systems and everything as well too just because i had to update my own systems and everything without them being reflashed and i had to learn how to do all that myself and there was just a lot of misinformation out there but i mean that's really how i came up on that like i've told my story a bunch of like i kind of want to hear yours more now because this is like you know <laughs> where you said you were coming into it a lot more you know off of the game shark thing yeah well basically like I'll, I'll try to not drag it out super super long because i'm really good at just making things stupid long but um basically what happened was um I'd been looking around at Craigslist, and I, I wanted a... I'd heard of, basically, modified consoles, and um, uh, this guy next... Or this guy on Craigslist had you know flash console for sale. I think it was, like, 100 bucks at the time for console only, and I was like, cool, I have all the cables and stuff, no, no big deal. And so I uh, ended up, you know, meeting up with this guy. He lived only a mile from me, and we and him became really good, like, really good friends. Even to this day, we're, we're great friends, um... And he had, like, a garage full of Xboxes. And I was just standing – I remember standing there, you know, I was working at McDonald's after high school. And I was like, you're telling me you make a living, you know, working on video game consoles? Like, like, what am I doing wrong that you're not? And actually, if you don't mind me asking, like, does he actually make a living on them or did he have a day job? No, he 100% what he did. That's crazy. 100% (laughs) for for years. I mean, from the time I met him up until – uh, probably six months ago, he he got a job, but yeah, but the whole time, yeah, he was he was paying bills with uh with that dude. <laughs> That's crazy. And, yeah, which is wild. And um, so yeah, I was like really fascinated with what he was doing, and um, he he didn't really mess with mods very much aside from he flashed and he did repairs. He didn't do any soldering. He still to this day doesn't really do any soldering. Um, and so. Then I remember playing my flashed Xbox, and uh, I was really big into COD or MW2. Um, me and my friends would come home and play every single day, and I remember we got into a lobby one time on Rust, and I mean, it was just modded to shit, dude. I mean, I don't know if you remember, like, the first time you ever got into a modded lobby, uh, like, for COD at least, but, like, for me, it was the most exciting thing ever. I was just freaking out, dude. I'm like, what <laughs> the You know, I've never seen anything like that before, and I was just like, wow, uh, you know, it was crazy. Super speed, super jump, and unlimited everything, and AC-130s walking around, and, like, all sorts of shit I'm like this is crazy and uh so that's when I was like I've got to look into this like what is this we're doing here and so started you know that's when I found seven sins found the tech game all that stuff and started researching it found out what a JTAG was and I uh I found a um was it I don't know if my console was JTAGable at the time or whether I went I think I went out no 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 I went out and bought um dude no okay I have to backtrack just a second here okay okay when I bought that Xbox off the guy that lived next to me 
he didn't actually flash Xboxes at the time. I was, that was wrong. I bought a stock console, then I then went to another person's house on Craigslist who flashed it for me. That's what happened. Okay. But, but then later on, I had found a Blades dashboard. I don't know whether... I think it was through me repairing it or something like that. And back then, I didn't know how to solder. wasn't going to dive into it. I looked on Craigslist. I remember there was a guy. I'm going to say his name. I don't care. His name was Carlos, right? Okay. And, um, Generic and, enough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, good luck finding him, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> And and uh, he lived in the desert, which was about an hour to an hour 30 drive from my house. And I remember I had texted him and said, you know, hey, can you do the JTAG, yada, yada, yada. So I dragged my girlfriend at the time up at like 7 in the morning so we can make the hour and a half trip out of the desert. <laughs> it's just like I, I can just imagine like you're pissing off your girlfriend. She's just, she's just like, why are we driving out to the desert so I can play <laughs> modded games on my system? Exactly. Like, so we're driving she, out she here was, for video games. Are you kidding me? She was a lot of things excited. was not one of them. And, and the thing is where he lived was next to this big retail outlet store, but they weren't open for like three hours. So we basically sat in my car in the parking lot of this place. And it, it took this guy, I kid you not, to JTAG. It took about three hours. It took him about three hours to JTAG it. And um, I, I picked it back up, went home. And I, I was I'm always very, very fascinated with it. So obviously when I was in there, I was asking him a bunch of questions. He told me, you know, don't update it. And, you know, don't mess with these little, these little uh, you know, diodes or nothing like that. And so I was just like, cool, this is awesome. And then basically that in itself started my I'll, I'll say obsession if you will <laughs> you know mm-hmm. where basically my my I, I was up almost every night dude for months straight just reading 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 like forums I wanted to learn it all then I you know XDKs and and all all these different things like I was really fascinated with and so it was from that point forward where I basically started buying by bulk consoles off Craigslist and repairing them flashing them and selling them and um I mean, it was cool because I actually ended up quitting my job at McDonald's about a year in. And for about six to eight months, I made a living just doing modding stuff, dude, off of Craigslist. And, uh, and um, you know, I did a couple online transactions on, like, Seven Sins in the tech game. But I never really liked dealing with that. Dude, it was such a pain in the ass with PayPal and shipping and scamming. And, like, well, I, I don't know. Well, also because people kept, like, asking questions and wouldn't buy and all this oh, other stuff. God, it's like, just yeah. stop window shopping. Oh yeah, no, no, exactly. That's what well, I mean. That's why they have the shops now. They have like the facts that are just like you know drop downs with like a billion stupid. You know, no offense to anyone, but stupid questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of all what got me into it. And then I just um, the funny thing is though, man, I didn't really do very much modding. I just liked knowing how it all worked. Like even once I had it, I did some emulation and um, you know custom menus. I thought was pretty rad and whatnot, and it was all really exciting, but. I was never the guy that was going around doing a bunch of modding lobbies and, and doing stuff like that. I mean, occasionally I did a few little infections with my brother, but for me it was more just like, what can I do with my console and why does this work? That's that's how I am. I like to know like thing you know things like that more so than you know here it is and like let's just play around with it for a long period of time. For me, it was more just like being able to do it was what was exciting for me. Yeah, no, and I understand. Like, that's actually the same thing with me as well because, like, I never really did lobbies or anything like that. But, like, I'm one of those people, like, I'll get, like, a piece of hardware or anything. And I'm just like, what can I do for this? And, like, I know, Daniel, you, you've you done this same thing, but I'm sure you've bought systems and, like, you know, just, like, pieces of hardware and electronics and all that just to be able to crack them open and mod them. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've spent money on stuff like that, too. Like, it's all just, like, fun for me. I remember there was even, like, one time, like, somebody on my channel, they're just like, you cannot keep anything stock. I'm like, yeah, no, if there's an exploit available on, like, a piece of hardware I have, I will probably do it. Dude, I mean, I was sitting around the other day just thinking about stuff, and I'm like, here's in my room right now. I've got my 3D printer running custom firmware. I've got my 
my my Canon Rebel running custom firmware. Like I my phone is custom firmware. Like I I don't like I, I don't know why. Like I just well, wait, hold hold on hold on there. You got the iPhone. You can't say custom firmware. Oh, okay, all right, you know, <laughs> jailbreak, whatever. But <laughs> whatever, man. I'm just, I'm just saying though, you know that it, it's awesome. Like at least with my camera and my printer, especially that the 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 custom, you know, like it added so many like really useful features that again aren't doing anything that's you know pi- pirated or nothing like that. They're all just things that really the manufacturers decided not to include for whatever reasoning, you know? Exactly. I mean, you can even do, like, if you just look into it, like, any type of thing can be modding. Like, even if you remember uh, the uh, the Radeon HD, like, these cards, it was the 6850 cards. Uh, you could actually flash those cards individually, the first run of them. The second run, they end up patching them. But the hardware itself was the exact same as the 6870. So you could actually flash them from a 6850 to a 6870 and unlock, like, extra shaders and all that. No way. Yeah, yeah, man, you could. I don't know. I don't know if I've... I feel like I might have read something about that at one point, but I don't know that I have. That's that's insane, though, that... Mm-hmm. that that's crazy. Yeah, what, that's... what blows my damn mind is, like, the people that discover this stuff. It's like, oh, my God, like, how do you do this? <laughs> Well, I, I want to, like, just pick their brain for a while, you know? Exactly. And really, just because, I mean, I'm really interested in it all, but I would never know with so many things, like, where to start, how to go about things, where would be the right, like, what would be the right books to read, if you will, or things to start tinkering with to even understand all of that. Because on, 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 the thing is, it's not that they understand it. They understand it on a whole another level to exactly. be able to do stuff like that. They understand you know? it at, like, the root level of everything. Yeah, exactly. And, like, for me, too, I've always been about, like, I, I like modding and not even always like I'm not even always talking with software. I like hardware modding, dude. I like making things look a certain way because I want them to look a certain way. I've always been really big on like um, art and design and stuff. So I like like the, I, I thought it was as cool when I was able to cut out a window and change out the LEDs. Like all that was that, badass. Oh yeah, you know? all window mods and all that are still dope. I still like them. Yeah, they're awesome. So yeah, I mean it's all, I, all that stuff to the, me was the, just really cool the funny thing is i think like also it gets to a point where like i'm holding my phone right now it gets to a point where like you kind of just see everything as like binary it's like okay can this be modded yes or no and like everything just kind of blends in together because yes you have to do different things but like first off i mean i've learned quite a bit from this it's definitely ramped up my confidence with electronics not it's helped me out at work and there's you know things i've learned at work that i've you know brought into the modding scene too but there's stuff like for example like my uh uh, my phone I'm holding. I have a Nexus 6. Like, a lot of people would be scared to death of doing something like this. And I know because, like, people have, you know, they've asked me, like, 50,000 questions about stuff like this. But they're afraid to, you know, flash over a ROM or, you know, unlock their bootloader or root their phone. And I'm just like, no, I paid $650 for this phone. And the first five minutes, the warranty was gone. <laughs> okay with you just saying that I have to say the same thing too is that I've had so many things where my dad's even talked to me about it before because I broke good things in the past and when I buy something (laughs) he'll be like you're you're not gonna you know you're gonna keep this one completely stock right and I'm you know yeah 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 of course in that moment, God, do I mean it, but something happens very quickly where I just get, like, bored with basic or bored with stock, and I'm like, no, no, I have to, and it's like, it's like <laughs> I have this strong desire to where, like, I have to unlock stuff, dude, I just, I don't know why, I don't know what it is, man, I just call it, like, 
It almost becomes an addiction. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lack of self-control for me at points. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just going to be stock. And then, you know, brother comes in. He's like, why is the Xbox in four pieces and there's wires <laughs> coming out of it? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I couldn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. Uh, if it breaks, I'll buy us another one. Like, just, I mean, it, it, it's just, ah, uh, it is like an addiction almost, man. Like, it really is. It's, I mean, maybe not harmful, you know, but, but. It, oh yeah, just, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure everybody would rather us, you know, tinkering out with electronics and all instead of you know shooting heroin into our arms. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, depending on the people. But yeah, I mean, depending on the people, <laughs> yeah. I know my parents some, and friends at least. Oh would yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Some some people might be like, "Do it." <laughs> 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 oh my god. It's like, yeah, me and me and uh, Mr. Mario like to party. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, getting dark on mod chat. God, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, like, when it came. I will say that, like, after the whole, like, modding of the 362, my dog is being an ass bag right now. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. My dog just, she just, I don't know what her deal is. Your um, dog needs to poop. That's the deal. Maybe. You can't really shut her up either, like. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah, I bet she can. She's She's got such a deep bark, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping yeah. that. I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> okay, good, yeah. She's like, what up? I'm in mod chat. <laughs> <laughs> Check me out on Tumblr. Oh my god, she's barking. She can literally say where my bitch is at. Yeah, yeah, she might be saying that, but um, I, I was gonna say though, man, that like with the Xbox 360 modding too, is like, I've modded so many things now, like after that, I mean, even when I had like my Civic, I... I ripped out the light panels and, and, and replaced the bulbs with LEDs and like I've just done like stuff kind of like more more I like um I didn't want to buy the um harness for my aftermarket stereo so I literally just cut the plugs and soldered wire to wire oh, and straight okay no, no 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 I disagree with that because that's cutting up the factory wiring. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, you could you could totally solder a plug back on it if you wanted to. Oh, it's just I was in car audio for a bit. No, 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 you gotta use <laughs> adapters. No, and, and it, dude, I didn't have time, and like I, there was nowhere local open. It was like midnight, and I was like, dude, fuck okay, it, so I want that's my. That's your own problem for just doing your car audio <laughs> stuff at midnight. Hey man, don't don't judge me, man. <laughs> I, I know I know what you're saying though, because I when it was time to sell the car and I wanted to pull the head unit out. Like it was just not it's a like good time for like, anyone. It's like it's like you have one of those um, Arrested Development moments. It's just like I've just made a horrible mistake. Oh yeah, no, it, it it was absolutely not intelligent. But I'm just saying, like, I, I've 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 got more. I just I tinker with so much shit, man. Like I mean, building things and all sorts of stuff. And um, I, I was never never like okay with ripping things apart. And now I'm like I have to see how it works on the inside, like exactly. you know where the chips are and stuff. But, I mean, Dude, it's even gotten to the point for me. Like, I remember this is like a few years ago. Like, my brothers were paint- playing with like Beyblades and all that. Yeah. And like, one of them got like really messed up. So like, he was freaking out. And I looked at it. I was like, I think I can fix this. So like, I just I took a screwdriver. I opened it up right there, tinkering around with it for like ten minutes, and I fixed it up. So I put it back down. I'm like, there you go. Never Dude. messed with a Beyblade or anything like that. Like, you know, I'm obviously you know a bit too old to play with toys. But I was like, for some reason, I feel like I can do this. First off. Badass that you were able to fix this Beyblade. Second off, <laughs> Beyblades are tight. I don't know what you're saying. When I was in like fourth grade, we had a little orange arena, and me and my friends would pay, play with the Beyblades at school. So Beyblades, Beyblades are awesome. And I'm not, I know I'm not knocking them, but I'm just like you know you're not going to see me play with Beyblades because it's not even like an embarrassment factor. It's just like I don't really have a desire to play with them. Insert video clip of Mario playing with Beyblades. You <laughs> 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 just sit there. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious, dude. But uh, yeah, it, it, with the tinkering thing too. I mean, there was a girl at my work who uh, her cat 
bit her. Oh, don't tell me you modded the cat. <laughs> Bionic leg, bitch. No, I'm just, just kidding. No, but she, her cat ate, like, the cable of her speakers and stuff like that. And uh, I, went, I went over one time to her place, and she was like, oh, these speakers are, you know, no good. The cat broke them. And I was like, I can fix this. <laughs> so I, I just took it home, like, cut all, cut out all the broken part and basically um, attached the wire again and then just heat shrink tubed it. And, I mean, they're fine. But, dude, that's never something I could have done, you know? Exactly. I mean, you, you didn't have that confidence before. No, it's like, not at all. Now you do because I'm modding and everything. Yeah, exactly. Dude, people come up to me with a phone I've never seen before. Like, my phone's broken. And I said, let me tell you something. I can fix your phone and I can break your phone. And if you're willing to give, take a chance on me, I'll do it. Like, I'm, I don't have a problem now. I'm like, dude, what's the worst that, that can happen? Like, this shit's broken. Or, like, you know, this thing needs an upgrade. It, it, it's – I will say this, though, and I don't know if you've ever had times where you've been really hard working on, like, fixing something or modding something and it just doesn't work. I get, like, really stressed, dude. It fucking Same pisses. here. Oh, dude. Here. One, one, <laughs> one big thing I can say to anyone, just even though you don't want to, just take a damn break. Like, literally, there, there was one time, like, the first ever JTAG I worked on, I worked on it for two hours, couldn't figure it out. So I took a break for, like, two hours, came back. I saw, it was, like, clear as day, there were two wires that I soldered in the wrong positions. <laughs> That's happened to me before, too. I, I, I don't know if I told you this or not, too. My first JTAG I did myself, it came, it was all good, it was perfect. It was actually the one I made my video on, like, I mean, four years ago. Um, it was done, and I was like, dude, hell yeah. And I told my brother, I was like, oh, I got a 12-volt fan on it, though, because it's a Xenon, and, like, you know, it's just, you know, pro under red ring of death and all this shit and so uh, i oh, was stupid this was god this was dumb instead of just like cutting the cable from the disc dri drive or whatever like I, I usually did i was like i'm gonna do it like one of the ones i do sometimes where i just solder it to the uh pin out of the power plug and when i did that i put a little super glue over them to like basically not let them touch the housing well somehow i got through touched the housing sorted out the whole xbox and broke it Oh! As I was putting it back together, I, I can't tell you how many cigarettes I smoked that night, dude. I was so fucking pissed, man. Uh, and like, dude, do you do you have like that one, like that, just like that feeling of like anger and hatred, like in the bottom oh, of your stomach, oh, like dude, building dude. up and all that when that happens? Only thing I can say is it's uh, two 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 things: rage, rage. Like I mean, the rage was the first emotion. Second was just like just utter sadness. You yeah. Know? I'm just so fucking bummed because, like, now I can't do anything tonight, and everything I've been working for, and, like, my room's always really hot, so, I mean, honestly, dude, like, I, I don't know, there's just, some of the some of the moments I've had with modding have been the best, and some of the moments I've had have been the worst times of my life, dude. No, I understand, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's there's definitely things, I'm like, once I've gotten things down, like, knocked out, I'm just like, thank God that I can now mod a console, you know, so easily, because before, that's that's what, like... I think a lot of people don't get when they watch like the YouTube videos and stuff is that it, it didn't start like that, you know? Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of practice. It's like, you know, like getting in shape, like bodybuilding or anything like that. It's not like you just like all of a sudden like, bam, you have like glorious muscles. It's like, no, man, like your muscles, you have to train them and you know it hurts and you know you have to like really work at it. And then when it gets to a point where it looks easy, it's like, yeah, you didn't see my three-year journey to this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once you've gotten it down, then it's just repetition to keep your, keep you know, keep your knowledge and everything like that uh, sharp, if you will. But I mean... Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. That's why, like, I never, you know, even when people like don't really know anything about stuff, I always tell them, like, yeah, you know, you can, you can do it, dude. But just, I try to always tell people from my mistakes, which is why I say, pick up a breadboard or like a scrap board and just solder your heart out until you've, you're able to make a connection that looks promising. Then take it to your good console. Because I've, if I had, you know, a dollar for every message I got with someone never soldering before, I picked up like a, uh, uh, freaking 
RGH chip and fried the CPU point on, on the bottom side of the yeah. board because it's a, that, that 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 actually was a pretty fucking tricky point, dude. I mean, yeah. don't. It was you had to go at it at a certain angle, and I mean, you're tired sometimes, and with the flux and the shine, it's even harder to kind of see exactly where it's at. So I mean, uh, that's risky to go at never soldering before. That's just super yeah. risky. No, I, I remember like this is probably the last thing I say with this, so we could start wrapping up. But like, there was one person I remember uh, they were really wanting an RGH, and nobody in their area was doing it. And I remember we had to convince this person not to do it because they had like one good slim, and it was all stock. And this guy was like, "Hey, you know what?" I'm thinking, screw it. I'm just going to RGH my system. Can somebody give me a list of tools and all the stuff I'll need and all the tips? And I just came in. I was like, stop. Like, <laughs> what you're doing right now, you say you've never modded. You know, you've never hard modded. You've never soldered. Stop right now. Do not continue on. He's like, but I really, really wanted RGH and nobody does it here. I'm like, okay, well, do you want a working system or a broken system? Yeah, you're not going to get an RGH at the end of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, well, you know what? You go ahead. You buy all the tools. You work on the system. You destroy it. And then you feel bad. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. You, you, you did you did you convince him to not do it? I convinced him to, and I was like, and you know, some people might call me a dick for it, and it's like, you know what? You'll call me a dick if you've never done that, because there's no way anybody who has had. I'm talking zero, zero practice soldering can go in and perfectly do, you know, an RGH or anything like that. Yeah, no, there's there's absolutely no way. This there's so many like how long to hold the iron and not touching other things and having so many people have like a fat glob of solder on the iron tip and I'm like that's going to fuck everything. Yeah. Once you drop that on there with all the flux it's going to adhere to everything and then you're done, dude. I mean, it, it, it's such I mean again, I'd be lying if I said I haven't done some of that stuff, but I just I I know from experience and so I just try to like let people know I mean, you can. You've got two options: one, take my advice; two, don't take my advice. Either way, you know you're going to be dealing with the consequences of whatever it is you decide to do. Exactly. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I will say this: at the end of the day, I've seen so many people who come from nothing, and now it's just like it's blowing my mind what they do. You can learn. You can always oh. learn. Like the brain is a fantastic tool, and the internet is wonderful. Yeah, it's just if you're willing to take the time and put in the amount of uh, reading. Exactly. Reading. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the most people's biggest flaws is is laziness, dude. Sheer laziness, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to do something without the prior, uh, without any prior knowledge or without enough prior knowledge on what they're doing, and then you know, think, like kind of acting first and afterwards, like uh, you know. Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> but kind of. I think we we kind of shifted a little off topic. But. Oh yeah, but hey, you know that was our history of modding, and you know kind yeah. of our little rants on everything. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I really do because like that that was a fun episode. These are always fun to do. Yeah, and we've got a lot, a lot. We've got a list of things already like planned out, and I mean, I'm sure it won't take long for us to get more. And like, I know a lot of you guys have been actually commenting a lot of different things down below so i'm sure once we run out of ideas or something like that we're going to be going to the comments too so again as always um you know don't forget to comment and below if you have any other things you'd like to hear us talk about in future episodes yeah absolutely yes yeah any any feedback is appreciated and all that because we love getting the feedback and everything oh yeah i i i'd be lying if i said i haven't read every single one of your guys's comments because Twice. I totally Oh, yeah, yeah, like three times. I showed my mom once, you know. <laughs> and she's like, okay, that's nice. Just leave yeah. me alone. Yeah, just trying to, like, check my Instagram mom, like, her son, you know. But Oh, do you want to tell them, too, about, I'm sure maybe a lot of them know, but if they don't, the uh, whole podcast, like, where you're going to be posting it on and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have it on, I guess it's at the end of it now, but we have it on Podbean, so it's obviously available on there. And then also, you know, of course, the links are down below in the description for Dopester930's channel. He's on YouTube, and then uh, there's going to be, this will be on my channel, but we also 
also have a Facebook page as well, too, which we're trying to populate with more information and everything. So, you know, like the Facebook page as well for details if you want more stuff like that. That's going to be, like, one of the only times I ever, you know, actually promote this stuff here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to, I feel like, get a little more active on the Facebook page. The only thing that sucks is for my phone, um, when I post on there, it doesn't post from there. It posts from, like, my personal, uh, for whatever reasoning. So... It's the only sucky thing is there's been a few times on the fly I wanted to update it and I haven't been able to because of that reasoning. What you should do is just run it through your browser. Ah, that's yeah, that would be that would be problem solved like there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that might be ended up what I end up doing here in yep. the near future. Modding, <laughs> modding one hundred and one. Yeah, it's just <laughs> specific browser. But. Exactly. Yep. Anyways, we can go ahead and do the send offs and everything. So this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you for watching, everyone. And Dopesutter930, guys, as always, thank you for watching. And don't forget to share and like the video and whatnot. So uh, it makes us happy. <laughs> you know? <laughs>